What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Mindset Matters, a series on mental wellness in the Pure Op School District. Um, I'm your mindset coach, Colin Henderson, and today we're sitting down with Amanda Osborne. Uh, she's the president of the Puyallup PTA Council. She has three kids that are in the Puyallup District, and I can't wait to really break down, you know, what are you guys doing in your household to, to manage wellness? But uh, Amanda, how, how are you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. How are you doing, Colin? Love it. Doing great. So uh, kind of pre, pre-show, pre-air recording, we kind of broke down some areas we want to talk about. And I think you brought up a really powerful insight that I think we should be more proactive with. That is having an outlet. Yeah, absolutely. I think that everybody needs an outlet. So it could be anything. Um, I know for my family, we've got a couple of outlets. Um, Obviously, and it's not just, you know, obviously this is about the kids. You know, this is, we're talking about the PLP school district. We want to support, we want to get through this together. Um, But I think as parents, we also need an outlet. And so I know for me, um, I, I work full time. I get to work from home most of the time, which is great. Sometimes I have to go into an office. Um, but my, my big outlet, I would say, is the PTA. It's being involved. It's still connecting with, um, you know, with at the local level. So my kids are at Fruitland and Allen, and I love being able to serve the PTA at Fruitland. Um, This year has been super exciting to be a part of the council level. But for my kids, my kids dance. They love it. All three of them, it's amazing. They do musical theater, hip-hop, jazz, ballet. Um, They're on a team, which is great. And the best part about it is that when it can be in person, it's in person. When it can't be in person, it's on Zoom. They're still connecting with their friends. Their teachers are finding ways to bring their home life into the class. So they do show and tell and all those things, especially that elementary kids love. They love to talk about themselves. I mean, we kind of all do so, but they love to talk about themselves and they love to share with their friends a piece from home. So right now when we can't be in each other's homes, that's what they're doing. Man, having an outlet is, is critical. And I love that. Hey, don't, why do you need to apologize for prioritizing an outlet for you as a parent? Uh, I think that's been a big adjustment for a lot of some of my friends. We have kids, you know, I have five kids and like, they're just so hard on themselves and they're putting this pressure on how things, what they think it should look like. But um, it's the analogy that's overused. But when you're flying on an airplane, when the oxygen mask comes down, they always say to put it on yourself first before you can put it on somebody else. So parents, if you're not prioritizing an outlet, uh, exercising, wellness, connecting. Um, I love that your kids are in music and dance and doing those types of things uh, beyond school, like moving your body, being a part of a group. Um, that's really cool. So I think uh, parents listen to this, maybe challenge yourself. Are you prioritizing an outlet for yourself, number one? And then and not to miss out on, you know, kids need, need variety. And that variety is hard, you know, virtually, but we can still, I love that you said, sometimes it is, it is meeting live. Um, and I know you went to, to Palm Springs, you know, like, was it last month? Maybe not everybody can get to Palm Springs, but if it's remote, have an outlet to go, to go, you know, somewhere else. Right. Yes, absolutely. I love it. So, um, what a topic I wanted to bring up and just get your, your perspective is on the word resilience. And, uh, as a father, you know, husband, um, teaching my kids, our kids to have, to have grit. You know, mm-hmm. so maybe what things 
um, have you seen or that, that you do to um, really uh, highlight grit? Yeah, absolutely. I think um, the biggest thing with my kids, and I will say um, my kids are pretty fantastic. I'm a very proud mom, um, but I'm honest with them. I don't try to sugarcoat it. Um, even my six-year-old, she will, you know, every day is usually in the middle of the school day. It's, but I'm just not having a good day, mom. You don't know. This is hard. And I'm laughing because I'm sitting on the other side of my computer working while trying to assist her thinking, kid, you don't know what hard is. But, you know, at the same time, I got to get on her level, right? I got to get to her and say, what's hard, babe? Let's stop. So I shut my computer down and I just stop and have a conversation with her. And I think that is probably what's created a resilience within my family and my kids to be able to get it, to get up every day do this is it hard heck yeah all day long there is nothing really about this that is easy other than they get to eat the food that they like every day and they don't have to go to school wondering oh is it my chicken nugget day or is it my peanut butter and jelly sandwich day you know so other than that you know this is this is a this is a tough tough deal but i am having conversations with my kids and does it get in the way of my daily? For sure. Would I rather them be in school and me go to work? Absolutely, all day long. But do I want them safe? And do I want the community safe? Absolutely. I mean, that's just that's just how it is. Yeah, I, I like the idea of to look at a situation or an obstacle or a problem and then take a step back and, and, and reframe that challenge. What you're doing is to, hey, so what is bothering you? And let's just talk through it and you know, give them that, 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 that different lens. And I think the best thing we can do as parents is to let our kids fail and, yeah. then, and then take ownership of that failure. And you choosing to do this, well, this is what's going to happen if you choose to go that path, you know, um, and allow them to, to feel what it feels like to fail instead of trying to, to fix everything for them, which right. is so hard because we want our ki kids to find success and to, you know, do well. But I think to, to, to create the, the, uh, the awareness and the experience of, of resilience and grit, they have to experience pushing through challenging things, but just using the language, I can do challenging things. I right. can grow from this, I can grow from this. Yeah, this isn't ideal, but you know, it's hard and that's the best part. Right. If it was easy, everyone would do it. So, <laughs> so let's talk yeah. about confidence. I think confidence is another thing that I think in this day and age, you know, I love that your kids went to, to I went to Fulton and Aylin. Let's go. Let's go Rams. Let's go Falcons. Um, I'm a pale Viking too. Um, <laughs> but I think, I think self-doubt is such a huge problem with kids today. Yeah, I agree. TikTok, Snapchat, Instagram, Netflix, YouTube. They're looking at people that show their uh, highlights and they're comparing their highlights to their, what I'm doing behind the scenes. So and I'm a mindset coach, so I love teaching confidence. I'm just curious, like, how do you instill that to, with your uh, kids? Yeah, I, um, you know, I think the biggest thing is encouraging them when they are doing the little things that they don't think is a big deal, is pointing it out. Um, I'm a big love languages fan, and so finding what my kids' love language is, and so, um, and really honing in on that, filling their bucket. That's something that um, 
all of the teachers at Fruitland really talk about is how are you going to fill their bucket and and how can I fill your bucket and and all of that and so I think that that's a big part of um, of instilling that confidence is finding those little things it's not the big things it's not when they win an award I mean yes obviously when they win an award that's super cool too but it's finding the little things that they get to do so when my my fourth grader when she gets asked to be a leader on in class or she gets to do a hard math problem she's kind of a brainy and and she's walking through it and her teacher's like hey great job on that you know and then she goes on mute and instantaneously i pick up on it sam that was awesome way to go sister give her a high five those are the kinds of things that let her know that she's doing what she's doing um, you know, passing a reading test for my kindergartner. She doesn't know how to read, but when she's going through her stuff, passing those reading tests, getting an A on a science test for my son, it's those things that I really feel like are instilling that confidence. Um, dance obviously is a huge part because you have to be confident. You get up on stage and you, um, look like or you think you don't know what you're doing you're going to look like you don't know what you're doing and so they really um that's that's just a daily is practicing it that's it that's great and uh, i look at you know um science tells us that uh one of the ways to to in increase confidence is be around an environment that, that that is positive you know i think the brain has this bias tip for negativity harvard did research for one negative comment you need five positive comments just to override the one negative comment oh yeah so if the only feedback they're getting is do that better, it's hard to create an environment where it's safe for them emotionally, mentally to fail and to, you know, enjoy the moment. I also think process over outcome. Right. So we still in our kids, it's, it's effort and growth. If right. you're just judging the outcome, you know, sometimes you can't guarantee what's going to happen, you know, the result. But if you tried hard, your effort, you're having fun, you're growing your skills, like that to me is, is valuable. That's good stuff. I love that. So maybe the last one is, um, I know parents are feeling overwhelmed. You talked about having an outlet, but you managing your household and juggling <laughs> all the things you're juggling and kind of, it's normal to feel overwhelmed, but what strategies have, have you done to not let that just, just ruin your, your day, your, uh, your week, your, your whole, this whole season we're in? Yeah, absolutely. And, and I would say there are days. So to be truthful and honest, there are days that I will call one of my coworkers. We've, um, we didn't work together a whole lot before this whole thing started. And now we're a daily, it's a daily check-in. So first and foremost, it's finding a person to check in with. Um, if, you know, a day, if you can, just to say, Hey, how's your day going? And, and that sort, um, that's been helping with my overwhelmed feeling because I'll say, oh my gosh, I've got this, this, and this, and this, and this going on. And I don't think I'm going to get my work done. And she stops me and she's like, hey, first take it one step at a time and then move on. Um, so I know that for me, when I'm starting to feel overwhelmed, I have to step back. Um, I'm really I'm not a big meditator. I'm not a big breather or anything like that, but I step back and go, okay, first and foremost, what's priority? What has to be done? Second off, what am I putting on myself that I really 
is ridiculous and it's a ridiculous expectation. I do not have a master's in teaching. I am not going to be my kid's teacher. I'm going to be my kid's support system to help them reach out to their teachers if they have a question. So when it comes to school, that's what I'm doing. Um, my other parts of my life, you know, work, PTA, um, I'm also a small business owner. Um, I, you know, all of those things, I've got mastery in, in, in different areas. And the areas I don't have mastery in, I call someone. I have a support group. So I would say when you're feeling overwhelmed, take a step back, prioritize, think about what you're putting on yourself that doesn't need to be there, and then reach out to your support. Because all three of those things are going to help you, A, breathe, because <laughs> sometimes we can't breathe and we just get to an emotional place that then we can't think and things don't process. And that's why you take that step back and really prioritize. I love that. And I love that you said the word prioritize. If there's anything that our listeners are getting from this Mindset Matters series is to prioritize your well-being. You don't need to apologize for that. Um, just like it's important to eat healthy, to exercise and to sleep and to hydrate, carving out a, a game plan, what you talked about when you're feeling those, those, those negative emotions is to not wing it, but to have to take a step back and have a, a plan, have a, some steps. And I love that, you know, you mentioned to, to reach out to people, you know, asking for help is a sign of strength or asking for collaboration or asking for input is a sign of strength, not weakness. So if there's anything you take from this listeners is you matter, your mindset matters, your kids uh, mindset matters. So um, in summary, let's see if I can just summarize this, um, Amanda. Great job, by the way, I'm, I'm taking notes. I'm learning today. Thank you so much. Crushed it. But to have an outlet, parents, kids, have an outlet outside of your normal, you know, uh, school or wake up from nine to whatever, have an outlet to do, to connect, to move your body. Um, resilience is to, we kind of agreed to allow your kids to fail and to take that ownership, but to reframe what, what is actually happening. Ask some questions and get them to figure out, you know, really, this is not that, that big of a deal. It's not that hard. You can overcome it. And confidence is to create a positive environment for, for your kids to grow, to learn, to be curious. And I like to tell parents this, how you speak to your kids becomes their self-talk. So if you only talk about the negative stuff, their self-talk is gonna be negative. So remember the ratio is, is five to one, one negative, you need five positive comments. And if you're feeling overwhelmed, to take a step back, I love that. Take a breath, um, look at, you know, is this activity, do I need to be doing this? Or can I delegate? Or is it that important? Can I do something else? Reach out to, reach out to somebody. Did I miss anything? Anything you want to add, you know, to the parents out there who are looking for some um, strategies? I would just say, honestly, parents, my biggest thing that I would say is we got this. We really do. This isn't going to beat us. Um, we've, we've accomplished hard things. Think about your past and think about some of the things, maybe even pre-kids that you went through that were tough, that you made it through. This is just another one of those things that we're going to make it through. Yeah. It's all, all what you focus on. What you focus on, you will find. We can do this. Um, Amanda, thanks again. Any, if they, people want to reach out to you, the president of the PTA in Puyallup, anything you want to add there or if they have any questions or concerns that they want to join to or maybe attend when you guys meet or? Yeah, know. absolutely. So um, you can reach out to me. I, uh, my email is PPC PTA, which is Puyallup. 
PTA Council, so ppcpta at gmail.com. I'd love any comments. Um, biggest thing is getting involved locally at your kids' PTA, and um, all the PTAs are rolling, so definitely reach out if you don't have their contact information. The admin at the school does, um, so reach out to them. We're doing a lot of fun stuff in the, in the city. The different local schools are doing a lot of fun things that really um, are allowing people to um, to be involved and to still see each other, even at a distance. I love it. When in doubt, get involved and serve. That's so good. Well, um, Amanda, we end any video or podcast. I'm on. I end with this: the body has limits, but the mind is limitless. All right, guys. Thanks.